0: Hey there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 113 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Welcome back to a brand new episode. I hope you are having a wonderful week and are enjoying the day, whatever you're up to, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Now, we have got a lot of new listeners here on the podcast recently, and I just wanted to take a moment to say, firstly, thank you for joining us. And I hope you're finding the episodes interesting and informative and informative possibly even entertaining from time to time. And I thought I'd take a moment just to reintroduce myself for our new listeners who um, don't know anything about me, aside from the fact I host this podcast, um, and let you know a little bit about who I am and why I host the People Powered Business Podcast. So my name's Christy Lee, and I've been working in the space of human resources and recruitment for More than 20 years now, actually. Jesus, it's been a long time. Um, And I specifically work with small to medium sized businesses. That is my passion, and that's what I've been focusing on for the last 10 years or so. I have a consultancy practice known as the Footprint Group, but my absolute favorite thing to do, really, in my business is to work with members of our online HR community called People Powered HR. These are small to medium sized businesses and business owners who employ staff, but aren't large enough to want or need an internal HR manager, but like you, when you've got staff in your business, from time to time there are challenges and people-powered HR is um, a way to get answers to questions, to get resources and advice and to really connect with like-minded small business owners and leaders of teams within small business as well. I obviously host this podcast, but I also co-host another podcast known as Grow Your Influence with the wonderful Juliet Robinson, who is a leadership expert. And really, I am just someone that's passionate about seeing small businesses do well, because I feel like they're such an important part of the fabric of our workplace, and I personally I'm not a fan of huge corporates I've had a little taste of that world it is not my game um, I'm from a small business background I grew up in small business my grandfather was a very successful timber pattern maker in fact if you um, if you went to school to like a public school in New South Wales particularly in I want to say the 70s and 80s roughly you'll remember the days before whiteboards and um, even though had projectors, everything was done on a chalkboard or a blackboard. And if you're from that era, you'll recall that the teachers used to use timber, like metre rulers and set squares and everything to to draw things on the chalkboard uh, for their lessons. Um, and if you were in a public school in New South Wales, you may recall the timber metre rulers with the curved handle that the teacher could then hold that firmly onto the board. All of those were made by my grandfather's business, um, Uh, He was a wonderful leader, wonderful manager, a fantastic businessman, very passionate about what he did. But I grew up in his timber yard, in his uh, factory, uh, getting to see his team. Um, So very much love, love, love small businesses. And I know for a fact that employees prefer to work for small businesses. So this podcast is all about bringing you insight, information, tips, strategies, tools when it comes to people in your small to medium-sized business, whether you're a leader or a manager or you're the business owner, this podcast is designed to bring you strategies to do with your people. And today's topic really, really speaks to that for me because today we're talking about boundaries. Now, if you're listening along to this, just have a little think to yourself, how good are you at setting boundaries? because most of us are absolutely awful at it and not just in our work life <laughs> we're pretty bad at it personally often as well and we end up tolerating things that we're really not okay with have you ever had that experience before yourself where you've you know you're putting up with something that is not really what you're okay with but you don't really say anything or you wait till it gets catastrophically bad or you put up with it, and then you realise at some point, hey, this is actually not benefiting me. This doesn't work for me. But you've been putting up with it, tolerating it for a long time. Sometimes, I know that's experience that I have had, and I know it's experience that our people powered HR members have as well. Uh, it's, it's something we talk about a lot, and what I get, I get so much joy actually from seeing our members. Get, get really good at this and get better at this and the benefit it has for them as business owners, but also the benefit it has for their team and the running of their business and just stepping into that confidence to say, actually, no, that's not going to work for me because it is your business at the end of the day. So today we're going to talk about boundaries. What sort of boundaries should you be setting? What are you demanding from your team? What are you tolerating when it comes to your team? Because here's the thing. As I said, we are rubbish at setting and upholding boundaries as business owners. And I want to unpack why that is. I also want to talk to you about why boundaries are good, because I think there is this misconception that it's a negative thing to set boundaries. And it's not the case. And I thought we should also touch on what sort of boundaries you might want to be setting. Because I find it's easier to sometimes think about this in a Like in a home life sense, you know, you know what boundaries you want to set with your kids or with your partner about what sort of state the kitchen is in that you'll actually tolerate or uh, the mess that they're making or where they put their dirty laundry. We're better at that. But in the workplace, sometimes it's a little harder to identify. So I thought we'd uncover or unpack that today as well. So how does that sound? I hope that sounds great. So let's look at firstly why we are no good at setting boundaries. And in fact, I think not only are we no good at setting boundaries, we're actually worse at upholding boundaries. Sometimes we can get pretty good at declaring a boundary, setting a boundary, but when it actually comes to upholding it, that's where things can fall apart. So I've got a few theories around this and there's no, you know, specific data-led evidence about why we're rubbish at this, but... I've got some theories and, and the first theory is, and this is my experience with the businesses that I've worked with in the last 20 years, we actually want to be nice people, don't we? We don't want to be nasty, bossy, mean. Sometimes too, we don't want to be like parents to our staff. We don't want to act like we're babying our people, if that makes sense. And and therefore, we're not very good at articulating our boundaries Sometimes too, we have previous managers in our work life that we're pretty awful and we're pretty bossy and we don't want to be like them. We don't want to model them. And again, because this whole concept of boundaries comes with this, I guess, negative connotation sometimes, we think that what they were doing was boundary driven. And it usually wasn't because boundaries are not a mean thing, but we have this preconception. I think the trap we also very, very often fall into as business owners particularly is we kind of think people know what the boundary is and that it should just be common knowledge and we shouldn't have to tell them. And we think that they think like us. And look, I hope this is not crushing anyone's dreams, but our team don't think like us. If they thought like us, they'd be running their own businesses. So we've got to get out of our head that just because we think it, that they think it too because they don't think like us. And that's okay. We need both types of people in the world, right? But just because something is very, very clear to us does in no way make it very, very clear to our team unless we've articulated it. And I think the other thing that makes us not very good at this sometimes is most of us didn't start our business because we had excellent leadership skills already, Most of us didn't get into our first management or leadership role because we already had exceptional leadership skills. Did you target this path that you're on now because you had exceptional leadership skills? Probably not. And that's so often the case that we fall into a management or a leadership role or we start a business because we want to do amazing things and service clients and build amazing products. And to do that, we need a team because you can't do everything on your own but leadership is not something we're actually pretty experienced in. So this is new to us. So if leadership's new to us, of course, setting boundaries is going to be new to us. And it's not a muscle that we've we've flexed very often. I recall when I was really early in my leadership journey, I was working for a consultancy firm and I'd stepped into the 2IC role, the business owner went on maternity leave. And so then I was in charge of the team. And I was, look, I was young. I was in my early twenties. And I, I actually thought (laughs) – this is really funny – I thought I was a good leader because – I was pretty good at other things. Why wouldn't I be good at leadership? And I'd, I'd never, you know, I would guess I'd done some team leadership when I was a retail sort of assistant manager when I was, you know, I was a team leader at McDonald's when I worked there, at, at, when I was at school. So I had done a little bit, but not real proper, you know what I mean, proper leadership. So I didn't think twice about taking on this role. And I certainly didn't get second guess my skills and abilities in being able to do this. And I can't remember, it was pretty early on when the the manager had gone on, the business owner had gone on maternity leave. And so I was left with the team and they were, by and large, the team were great. They were really capable, but there was this one new consultant. I remember sitting there one day and the phones were ringing off the hook. And this was back in the day where people didn't email. We still had manual files, like everything was done on the phone. The phones were ringing off the hook and the receptionist had, you know, four lines going. She was flat out and, you know, our consultants at the back of the office were also very busy. And there was this one new newish consultant sitting there and she was literally filing her nails. And I thought, surely she's going to pick up that phone. And she didn't. And I said to her, look, um, can you grab that call? <laughs> she just looked at me and said, no, and continued filing her nails. And it was in that moment when I actually did not know what to say to her, aside from I was dumbfounded and just didn't know how to navigate this, that I realized actually I don't have leadership skills. I need to go and learn them and took myself off and did a really valuable course actually on leadership. But when we get into business or when we step into management, leadership's not a natural skill. It's something we have to learn. And I think part of that is part of the reason that we're not really great at setting boundaries. And I don't know whether you can relate to any of those reasons, or maybe you've got your own reasons that you are reluctant or just find it difficult or don't know how to set boundaries with your team. And the thing is, when we don't set boundaries, we end up tolerating too much. We tolerate things that are not productive for the business, that don't fit in with our culture, that are just unacceptable to us, or that frustrate the hell out of us. And that's the one that usually shows up most commonly. And that's why I want to touch on this concept that boundaries are not bad. Boundaries are, in fact, good. And there's a quote that says, a lack of boundaries invites a lack of respect. Now I could not track down the author of that quote, but I've heard it a few times. And I think it's a really powerful reframe about why boundaries are important. A lack of boundaries invites a lack of respect. So when we don't set boundaries for our team, we are inviting them not to respect us as leaders or managers. And don't forget, as we've spoken about a lot here on the podcast in the past, our team do want to know what we expect from them. And part of that involves boundaries, of course. And Brene Brown, because she is brilliant in every way, really articulates this point um, really well uh, in this particular quote, and that is, when we fail to set boundaries and hold people accountable, we feel used and mistreated. Now, I love that framing of the, the ramifications of us failing to set boundaries. We end up feeling used and mistreated, like our team are in control, like people are walking all over us, like people are taking advantage of us. Have you felt those things before when it's come to your team? Because it could be, it probably is, a boundaries issue. And what I see play out most often is that even when there is a boundary set or an expectation set, it's our inability to uphold that boundary that can often leave us feeling used, mistreated, frustrated. And the most, I guess, clear example, the clear clearest way I can explain this is if let's think about this scenario. You've got an employee who is, you know, let's say they start at 9 a.m. And this is a really basic scenario, but it just helps to demonstrate the point. So your employee has a start time of 9am. Now, typically they arrive to work about 15 minutes before their start time, give or take, you know, make themselves a coffee. They're at their desk ready to work at, you know, well before nine every morning. And over time, this little routine of theirs changes. They start to sort of arrive closer to 9am. That's fine. They're still ready to work at nine. That's not a problem. But at some point it changes even further and they're arriving Just before nine, they're spending 10 or 15 minutes chatting, getting a coffee. They're actually not getting into their work till well after nine. And then it goes a little further. They're they're rocking in the door right at nine o'clock, then making a coffee, then chatting to everyone before finally getting to work. And over time, it starts to become two past nine. And at this point, you're getting cranky, right? You're frustrated, but you don't say anything because you think, oh, it's two minutes. It's really petty. I don't want to be mean then it's five past nine. And you know, they're still making the coffee and chatting. So really work's not happening. And over time, it just deteriorates and deteriorates. And one day they walk in the door two minutes later than the day before at 9.15. And you react, you lose it. (laughs) You bring them in and say, this is not on. This is totally unacceptable. You're emotional. You're possibly angry. You're upset. You're frustrated. And you're frustrated about the change that's happened from when they were productive at 9am to walking in the door at 9.15. But there's been 30 incremental changes that have happened between those two points. And here's what happens. You feel misled. You feel mistreated. You feel like they're taking advantage and you react to the quantum of all those changes. But what does your employee see in that scenario? your employee sees you reacting to the change between yesterday and today. Because what's happened is you've tolerated everything else up until that point. You've let them get away with it. They think it's okay because you have not upheld that boundary. You've not said anything. You've not asked them to make change. So they see that you're reacting to a a 9.13am arrival versus a a 9.15am arrival. And in their mind, your reaction is overkill it is not in proportion to the change that's just happened but what we, what really is happening is you're reacting to the change of the entirety of the process and this is what happens when we don't uphold our boundaries right our team think we're overreacting because they don't understand what we're reacting to because we haven't clearly articulated and upheld the boundary at the first point where it was breached it's It's, that's a really basic example, but you could apply that to anything that, and you'll know, you'll know when it's happening because you'll feel frustrated. It'll be like, you know, just getting under your skin, I guess. You'll start to get really annoyed at lots of other things that they're doing that really probably aren't that big a deal. And sometimes you'll even second guess yourself and say, but it's only, I'm overreacting. But if it's bothering you, There is a boundary being encroached somewhere and you need to deal with it because, and this is one of my favorite, favorite things to remember, it's a Tom Landy quote, you get what you demand and you encourage what you tolerate. You encourage what you tolerate. So if you tolerate them being a little later every single day, you are encouraging that behavior. That is so important. And I just hope you can sit with that for a moment and just let that wash over and think, of what are you tolerating with your team at the moment? What are you tolerating that you actually don't want to be? Because if you're tolerating it, you are encouraging it to continue. All right. So what we tolerate is equally important to what we require, demand, um, what we delegate, all of those things. It's what we tolerate. And that is subtle and so important. So setting boundaries is good. Our team want clarity about what's expected from them, and that includes how we do things around here, behaviors, um, hours, all those things. They want the clarity. The clarity is important to them. So setting boundaries is not mean. It's not nasty. It's not negative. It is something we need to do for our own benefit, for our business's benefit, and for our team's benefit. But boundaries can be slippery and tricky, right? Like, What sort of boundaries do we want to be creating when it comes to our team? And look, there's no right or wrong answer here you can set, you know, there's all different ways to be setting boundaries, but I just wanted to give you some food for thought. And I think this is becoming increasingly important when many of us will have a hybrid work model in terms of remote and in-person for, you know, probably forever now. So the way we work has sometimes changed and we need to reset those boundaries and um, This could be applied to, you know, any business, any environment at all. Think about the things that have bothered you in the past because that's probably a really good place to to set some boundaries. So the types of boundaries you might want to be setting. One that I really love to see set, particularly with technology being so widely used in business these days, is some communication boundaries. And I think this becomes really important when you've got people working different hours from different locations, um, because we try and create all that flexibility, right? But it does mean that maybe our team all aren't together all the time. So boundaries around, firstly, when we communicate, also boundaries about how we communicate. So let's say, for example, and actually, I had to exercise this boundary myself recently. So people are thinking about work at different times a day. Some of us are working at different times a day. So we might send emails at certain times a day without expecting, of course, that someone responds. But when we haven't clearly sort of articulated that boundary between the team and between us and the team, sometimes we end up feeling like we're you know, on call 24-7 because that's when our team have emailed. I'm a classic example of this. I quite often, because I'm an early riser, I will sometimes do a couple of hours of work before then taking a break and going for a run or a walk or whatever, which means I'm often emailing people at you know, five or six in the morning. I don't expect anyone is reading my emails at five or six in the morning. But just think about this from the perspective of your team. If you haven't articulated to your team that you only need to respond to emails during your working hours then they could very easily feel like they're waking up in the morning and the first thing they've got is a list of emails that they've got to address because someone sent them that morning already. And and conversely, if you've got someone that works in the evening, they're sending emails then who's – what's the expectation about when we're going to respond? And I think setting a boundary like you only need to respond or even read your work emails during your working hours and for the rest of the team to respect that there's not going to be a response outside of someone else's working hours. I have people that will text message me, which is not the way I prefer to do business. There are some people I'm happy to text, but usually I want things in my email so I can keep all my communication together. And because of the type of work I do, I need um, you know, data and uh, legal information, that kind of thing. So I will quite often have to remind and say, can you send that to me on email? Or actually just not respond outside of business hours. You know, if I get a text at 7.30 at night, Will I be? I have to set boundaries to say, well, I'll have a look at that at 8.30 in the morning or 6 or whenever I'm working. So those kind of boundaries can be really important around communication, how we communicate, hours and availability. Using technology to set boundaries. So a lot of you use Slack channels to communicate with your team. Having some boundaries to say if someone puts themselves as um, unavailable on Slack, it's because they're trying to do some deep work or they need to concentrate and they don't want to be constantly pinged that's okay. That's a boundary. We need to do that. You could set boundaries, of course, around workflow and around deadlines and about hours and those kind of things. And importantly, I think behavioral boundaries, I guess. Um, Boundaries that, yeah, behavioral boundaries. So boundaries around, this is how we do things around here, because the behavior that we encourage, tolerate, expect, from our team that's actually what beds in our company culture it's the things we do day-to-day that create company culture so if we're tolerating behavior that is not in line with the culture we're trying to create then we're going to create the wrong kind of culture so that's where boundaries might need to be set but as I said there's a million different ways and, and times and scenarios where you're going to be wanting to set boundaries but I think just being clear about being ready to uphold them is also the really important thing as well So to recap what we've chatted about today, boundaries, what we tolerate from our team is so, so important. Boundaries are a good thing. So if you feel like boundaries are mean or negative or nasty, I want you to remove that and reframe it and see the value that boundaries bring to you and your team and your business. As business owners, we are not naturally great (laughs) at setting and upholding boundaries And that's okay. It's just recognizing that that is something we need to work on. It's a muscle that we need to flex. And we need to think about where we want to set boundaries. But the most important thing I would love you to take from today's episode is be willing to uphold the boundaries because you encourage what you tolerate. If you're going to tolerate behavior, you're only encouraging it to continue. So whether that means having an honest conversation Whether that means pulling someone up on something, whether it means just resetting the boundary and saying, hey, remember we discussed this? It's really important that we do things this way. It's your job as the leader, as the manager, to uphold those boundaries. I know it's tricky. I get it. It's it's one of the hot topics we chat about inside People Powered HR, and we all encourage each other to set and uphold those boundaries. So I, I totally understand it's a work in progress but I just hope that's helpful to remind you about the importance of what you tolerate from your people. I hope you've enjoyed that episode. Thank you again for joining me today. Now, if you have loved today's episode, Don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast to make sure you're getting the regular episodes every week. And of course, if you've got a moment, I would love you to take some time to leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's super valuable in helping other business owners, leaders, and managers know that this information might be valuable for them. That is a wrap for me for today. Thank you so much for joining me. And I look forward to chatting to you again next week on the People Powered Business Podcast.